You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The most interactive sports talk show in Houston continues now. Most interactive show and really enjoy that aspect of it. Y'all keep it up. Get involved in the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. Here's Paul Gallant. Twitch took issue with me just taking a drive-by on the state of Connecticut in the last segment. Well, bleep UConn. I don't like them. The only game that ever has mattered over the last... 20 years in college basketball was when Syracuse beat UConn in a six-overtime game in the 2009 Big East Tournament. That's it. National titles don't count. All that matters is what happens in the garden, dude. It's all about the garden, the history. An arena that's seen like three titles ever. It's like two Knicks titles. Is it one Rangers title? But whenever something happens in New York, woo! What a big deal it is. But some people were mad because they said, hey, Jeff Bagwell's from Connecticut. Someone said that Jeremy Pena's from Connecticut. No, Jeremy Pena's from the Dominican Republic, but also Rhode Island. George Springer went to UConn. And guess what? George Springer left us. I'm just kidding. I would never do that to George Springer. George Springer, we like. Carlos Correa, we like. Justin Verlander, we like. Gary Cole, we don't like. Charlie Morton, we like. But something we've seen over the years is that people leave us. Have you ever watched the hit television show Friday Night Lights from NBC back in the day? Poor Matt Saracen, starting quarterback of the East Dillon Panthers. Everyone at one point in the season, I want to say this is season two, as the the side plot to Landry uh, killing somebody. Played by Jesse Plemons. Great actor. He was not found guilty. He was found not guilty. It was self-defense. There's this scene. And and this is how I feel as a Houston sports fan very often. You don't care about me. You left me for a better job. Your daughter left me for a better guy. Carlotta left me for Guatemala. My dad left me for damn war. Everybody leaves me. Let's talk about, by the way, there was a... a, a, uh, Carlotta, who is from Guatemala, is a adult, uh, adult nanny or whatever who yeah. who who like ends up hooking up regularly with high school aged sixteen or seventeen year old Matt Saracen. Sar- Matt Saracen, like definitely problematic, but no one ever talks about it. It's fine I, because it's like the she's fifth- a foreigner. It's okay. It's also like the fifth most ridiculous thing that happens in season two of right. Friday Night Lights. Again, Landry <laughs> killed somebody. With a hammer. But anyway, watch Friday Night Lights. It's a great show. But I feel like Matt Saracen does there very often while watching Houston sports. James Harden, he left us. And yet we clamor for him to come back. And he did it in such a disrespectful manner. Deshaun Watson, he left us. Would we, and obviously, he quit on the team before all of the stuff. 
about his uh, massage experience, if you will, came out. Allegedly, though, it did settle in civil court. Just wasn't be, wasn't able to be prosecuted criminally, which some people think that means he was innocent. No, it, it was more than 51% likely you can sue in civil court if the person's supposedly guilty of a crime. You have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. So we're talking like 99%. They weren't able to do that. There wasn't any video evidence. They just had a lot of texts, and it seemed like there was quite the pattern. But anyway, back to this. Houston athletes regularly leave. And we've had a lot of it recently. And look, with the Astros, it hasn't been a problem. But it might be in the near future, right? Like, we're not 100% sure how negotiations between the team and Jose Altuve are going to go. Same thing with Alex Bregman. So who's going to be the next person to leave? And I asked this question because of Lamar Jackson and the way that he he basically said that he is leaving Baltimore just yesterday. In case you missed that story, he said that he requested a trade March 2nd because the Ravens have not been interested in meeting his value. I actually thought that it was a well-worded reasoning as to why he is asked out. And I get Baltimore's perspective, too. I don't don't look at this and say Lamar's crazy here. He's being a bad teammate. he wants to get paid top market. He's won an MVP. Deshaun Watson got it. Even if the Deshaun Watson contract was a dumb one by the Browns, a desperate one by the Browns to get a great quarterback in town, they they did it because that was the only way he was going to go there. I get it. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I would want something similar to that. And there's been a lot of mischaracterization. I would believe Lamar Jackson when he says that I did not ask for a completely guaranteed contract. But the Ravens are going to put that out, and this is how you create bad favor with a player. You put it out that, oh, he was asking for unreasonable things. Obviously, the average sports fan is going to look at Lamar Jackson and think he's an a-hole for asking for every single cent that he can possibly get. Owners have been doing this for years. And it's funny. We call players greedy, and yet owners who are cheap and don't actually put a competitive product out in the field. We're like, yeah, but they're tanking. It's fine. <clears throat> the Rockets. <clears throat> you could argue the Texans, too. The Astros for a while, but everyone leaves. Who's going to be the next person to leave? And maybe they do it as just brazenly without a single bleep given the way that James Harden did, the way that Deshaun Watson did. But maybe they just ask out. Here is who I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the next Houston Rockets star. I'm having a hard time believing that an organization like we've seen from the Rockets over the last couple of years has the capability to be stable enough for a young player to truly reach his potential. We've heard rumors about them maybe bringing James Harden back. Okay, what happens if he's here for a couple of years and then he's just done? Stops being a good player but still has James Harden status in the eyes of everyone across the NBA. Do you think whatever young player the Rockets get with that pick that they have a 14% chance of getting the number one overall pick, do you think that person's going to want to stay here? I bring that up because right now you're seeing Luka Doncic with the Dallas Mavericks saying, yeah, I haven't smiled in a while. And people are blaming it all on Kyrie Irving, but the Dallas Mavericks are an organization that on the outside looking in do seem to be a lot more stable than the Rockets, right? At the very least, they're willing to spend money 
yeah, there's sexual harassment things going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at the Rockets compared to the other teams, I feel like there is a very good chance that the next like really big player to leave Houston is going to be one of those. And I know some people are going to make the argument for Alex Bregman, and it would be consistent with where the Astros have been if, like George Springer and like Carlos Correa and Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton and, I guess, even now, Yuli Gurriel. Though it's not like Yuli Gurriel is anywhere close to the level of the guys that any of those guys are playing at this point. I know he had a good postseason, but come on. But Bregman's probably the one name that you could definitively say yes, but I really think that whoever the Rockets end up getting with this early pick, I think it's going to be the same thing. You got to explain to me how this plan is a good one. And it's successful. They have locked up a 14% chance at the number one overall pick. And if they continue to lose out, there's no way that they will draft any later than fifth overall in this year's draft. And if it all works out, great. But the Rockets' plan this year has not had anything to do with development. It has not had anything to do with getting the most out of these young players. It's been all about fielding a terrible team with no ball handler that's completely unwatchable and doesn't play defense all in the hopes that this 14% pick is going to cash in. I mean, they're buying lottery tickets. It's not good. And I think that the next Rocket player that comes here is probably going to look at this operation and think to themselves, I'm not staying here that long. And yeah, maybe the Rockets give him an extension and make him feel great. I don't know. I feel like there, it is very likely that the next like Rockets savior is going to ask out of town. If James Harden did after they bent over backwards for him, what do you think it's gonna? What do you think is gonna happen with an organization run by Tillman Fertitta? But James Harden did it after eight years, right? And imagine uh, Kyle Tucker's a free agent, like two. Yeah, that's true. I, the, I I think the Rockets are safe in this just because they have a no one who's like a star that's like I can't win with these cats. And, and part of this might be Sean. You're right to point this out. Like you know Tucker, Bregman, maybe even Altuve. But it's funny because with the Astros, you're like, yeah, they'll be fine, which is yeah. so weird to think. Also, a sleeper for this that I think well, maybe Titus Howard. That's a good one. They don't give him a deal. He's That's like, a good Get one. Get me out of here. So, other guys, who's going to leave us? Let's let's put the this bad news out there. This is a very uplifting, uh, uplifting. Yeah, topic. <laughs> but listen, you know we're we go through rough patches. Deshaun Nix, right? Deshaun Nix. Well, I I don't think it's going to be him leaving us. Oh. I think they're going to change the key do you cards think, on him do you at the think end of the year. Rafael Stone's going to be like, you know, Deshaun, we don't really see you as a point guard. We see you more as a friend. <laughs> oh, that, organization. That's mean, Sean, and that's in reference to, in the last hour, me talking about the date that I went on last Wednesday, who told me on Thursday, as I got off the plane, I'm like, oh, this went great. I had a great time. I see you more as a friend. But we're on another date tonight. Volume shooting, baby. Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Speaking of the future of Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Dana Brown weighed in on that. And why is there a headline about this player after his counterpart here in Houston was so awesome last year? Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. First, though, guys. Let me tell you about my friends at TGS Insurance. Because if you own your home, you want to save money. And you got to listen up. 
Our friends at TGS Insurance are going to deliver you big savings, and you don't even have to talk to an agent. You're going to have to. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just have to text a number. Who wants to talk to anybody anymore? Go through voicemails. I got to listen to that. You got to call somebody. You got to go through. If you're calling somebody these days and it's customer service, you're going to have to like press a bunch of buttons to actually speak with a live rep. You don't even have to do that. Just one thing that you text to two three two three two three. The word money. TGS Insurance has this new system that will shop over three dozen carriers when you text them that. So get that phone. Text the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, to 232323. You'll get a full quote in 15 seconds with excellent coverage. This company and the savings are legit with an online rating that's nearly perfect and an average customer saving over $870 on their home insurance. No one likes to shop for home insurance. No one likes to shop for anything, but TGS makes it the easiest it's ever been. You're one text message away from massive savings. So one more time, text the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, to 232323 and get your savings today. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit HRP.net today. is the Paul Gallant Show on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Paul Gallant. The most interactive sports talk show in Houston, 713-780-3776 to call in and text in. Who someone thinks that my take is about six years stale. Correa and Morden wanted to stay here. We let them. Regardless, we've been on the good side of all those breakups so far. The Astros' success has shifted Houston sports from the victim's mentality. Not all of it. Like, do you forget about James Harden leaving and Deshaun Watson leaving? Like, that happened. Athletes have left here. Did Carlos Correa get a better deal elsewhere that the Astros were unwilling to give? Yeah. I would say the same thing with George Springer. I would say the same thing with Charlie Morton. I I mean, I bet all those guys deep down wanted to stay here. They left because they wanted more money because the Astros weren't willing to give it to them. So it should make you think twice about what's going to happen down the road, not just with the pillar stones of this franchise over the entirety of its run, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, but Framber Valdez and Kyle Tucker. Those things are down the road, but these are these are just things to keep in mind. J.J. Watt also... Like, he demanded, didn't demand a trade, he demanded a release. (laughs) He asked to leave. Like like, That's a great one. So many great players. DeAndre Hopkins. He got, he didn't, I think, want to leave. I think he wanted the extension, and the Texans were like, yeah, uh, you can kick rocks. You and your baby mama can go kick rocks. Right, like, this is, look, it, I don't want to keep the victim mentality going. Because obviously, it's not even a victory. It's like it's just happened. It's literally the fact of it's, what happened. It's <laughs> happened, and uh, you know, I, I know. We, I sound maybe a little bit like Russell Saracen. Westbrook demanded a trade. <laughs> John Wall asked out. Asked out. Thought it was horrible here too. That's facts. It actually was though. I mean, John facts. Wall had some points. Like he, he was crazy talking about yeah. how he would have won the, the <laughs> NBA Finals. And, and all there's that a reason stuff. he's not in the league currently. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that is true. 
Have you ever watched the hit television show Game of Thrones, Sean Mapes? Uh, the hit television show throw- Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, yeah. That's the yeah. I started rewatching it again. Oh wow! I don't know if I'm going to get Why? all the way to, to watching season eight again. But well, it's it's fun to have on in the background while you're doing other things. So there's a clip in this show at the beginning of season four, which, in my opinion, is the best season of the show, where the Hound encounters uh, his name is Sandor Clegane encounters a man who won't stop talking, and and he says this: "You're a talker." Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. Then he downs a beer, just chugs it, flips a table, and kills everybody inside. Fun, right? Anyway, talkers talk. Dana Brown is a talker, the Astros general manager. And I don't understand why he opened his mouth the way that he did at the beginning of his tenure here. Like all politicians, maybe these were his true intentions, but he's always sounded like a bit of a politician, and he had this to say over the weekend about negotiations with guys that we were just talking about. Specifically, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, but also, at the same time, and more importantly, Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez. Talks are paused for now. Not to say they can't open up at some point during the middle or end of the season, I would say right now it's on pause. We didn't get anything done, obviously. The talks continued all the way to the end, and I'm just not able to disclose how close we got. Well, that doesn't sound like it was close, because given the way that Dana Brown has spoken with us before, it does seem like he likes to let you see what's underneath the kimono, but only when what's underneath the kimono, I guess, is uh, showing, if you will. We were in deep conversations. Put it that way. We got work to do. We have to worry about Altuve. We got those other guys for three years. We have our work cut out to make sure we get the pieces built. Interesting that he said Altuve and not Bregman. There's something to keep in mind. Bregman's going to cost a bleep ton of money. And I do think that if there's anyone that the Astros will perhaps break the rules or their habits that we've seen over the last couple of years to give a long-term extension, it's going to be Altuve and not going to be Bregman. It would be a crime if Jose Altuve is wearing another person's uniform. It would be. That cannot happen. I get it. Can't be sentimental in business, blah, blah, blah. That guy's different. He can't play elsewhere. Like Jose Altuve on the Las Vegas A's. Just kidding. They're too poor. They wouldn't be able to afford him. But some random team in the Midwest that just throws a ton of money on him. Chicago White Sox. <laughs> oh, Altuve. oh, gross. Especially because the White Sox beat the Astros in the World Series back in the day. Yeah, that would be gross. Boston Red Sox, second baseman, Jose Altuve. And they'll be like, yeah, dude, you're not even Pedroia. Who, who the bleep do you think you are? Short guy. And then they'll say something like racist about whatever country he's from. Get it wrong. That's Boston, at least per Jalen Brown, which bums me out. I guess Jalen Brown wants out. I got a little triggered today, by the way, on my way in. I am a Celtics fan, and John Granado acting like the Rockets could trade um, Jalen Green for Jalen Brown. That is absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Then he said Kevin Porter Jr. I got mad. Like I got mad hearing that. What, what are you? What are you? The one guy in fantasy sports who just offers a crap trade to everybody? Lance called him out on it. That was a garbage trade offer. I'm offended by the notion. Jalen Brown is the most consistent player on the Celtics. It's absolutely terrible. But anyway, let's, let's, 
Let's bring it back. Maybe KPJ in a second. Stop. Stop. I now see I know what you're doing. I'm back from vacation. The glow is on me. I got tan even. Uh, as far as other Astros news, as we get closer and closer to opening day, that, that is on Thursday. Um, they're not going to do anything when it comes to replacing Jose Altuve. They're just going to roll with what they got. And I think that means Chandler Rome deduced that Mauricio Dubon will get the nod opening day at second base. Fran Valdez is a ground ball pitcher. So, cool. I, I, I hope that it's as close to 50-50 with it leaning towards David Hensley as possible when it comes to the daily lineup for the Astros. I want more, more, more Hensley than Dubon. I think Hensley, like, Hensley does sort of excite me based off of, I know, like two at-bats in the postseason. <laughs> he drew a walk against the Mariners. What? I know. It was a good at-bat, though. It was it was a very patient at-bat. It's a great walk. It was. Great it walk. was. It's, you know what? It might be the best walk in Astros history. I don't well, I don't have one off the top of my head I don't that either. beats it, but I have to assume there's a big one. There's probably a ton of walks, but like that was the that that game. It didn't look good against the Mariners, did it? That was a close series. I mean, a couple of things go the other way. The Mariners could have won that series. That was that was the closest series the Astros played in. I don't know. I mean, that was that was a big walk. Huge walk. It was a huge walk. And that walk Legacy walk. It really is. They're gonna play that on his Highlight reel when he retires. One shining moment, David Hensley got that walk. Yeah. Um, the Paul Galan Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. A couple of things. First off, I don't understand why this baseball player is getting the headlines that our sweet prince is not. We also heard from D'Amico Ryans at the NFL owners' meetings. Here's what he had to say about quarterbacks. And before the end of the show, too, is Louisiana a better state of drinkers than Texas? Paul Galasho, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 97.5. You're locked in with the Paul Galancho. You're locked in here with me. Please send help from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Paul Gallant. So Jeremy Pena is probably going to be the Astros' leadoff hitter going into the year. He was asked about that over the weekend. We'll see if that's actually the case. I don't want to dive too much into the intricacies of the Astros' lineup when it's out there we'll see it it's that's as simple as it gets for me i i don't believe in debating over who should bat where i think that all we should do at this point in time and say you know what let's let dusty baker make his lineups let's just let him do it maybe if things don't work so well offensively at first we can point to the lineup but the likelier reason for astros offensive issues out of the gate would be just that jose altuve is injured Anyway, I saw an article in the New York Post, which is as close to a national newspaper as it gets without quite being one. The sports section 
localized. But the newspaper itself is sort of a right-leaning tabloid. I think that's a fair depiction of it. Anyway, this headline came out and I just got annoyed. Because where is this article about? The owner of the New York Yankees, not insert Steinbrenner spawn. No. Where is this article about Jeremy Pena? Anthony Volpe, Volpe, Volpe has put a stranglehold on the Yankees shortstop battle. He is the Yankees' top prospect. He's 21, and he put a stranglehold on that position pretty early in camp. So he's competing against Oswald Peraza. Can't name your kid Oswald after Lee Harvey. Just can't. Sorry. And Isaiah Kiner that guy. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that guy's ever going to factor in. That would suck if he like beats. He's he's the guy that that changes the luck for the Yankees against the Houston Astros. Maybe I've just put some bad energy out there. But I don't know. I I, I feel like the New York Post should be writing more pieces about the Astros. Kind of annoyed about that. Do the Yankees have enough to beat the Astros? That should be the article that's out like right now. Season begins in a couple of days. Where is that? I want acknowledgement. I demand tribute. Where is it? Not there. And this guy named Anthony Volpe. I I don't know. I mean, sorry, he's no Jeremy Pena. So where is my obligatory article in the New York Post about our sweet prince and my close personal friend, Jeremy Pena? Someone suggested that Jeremy Pena would be one of the next athletes to leave Houston. He would never do that. We're great friends. Remember the time I sang to him? He remembers that. Remember the time that I tagged him on Twitter and he said he was going to watch it, but I don't know that he digs, didn't retweet it. He might have probably been a little scared by the fact that there's like a mid-30s white guy that sang a song, multiple songs about him, all playoffs long, and then sang to him in person. I don't know. I mean, you might think that, but I know my friendship, and Jeremy would never leave us. Where's that article in the New York Post? Jeremy Pena will never leave Houston. Sorry, Yankees. No, we'll never leave Houston radio host called Paul Gallant. Yeah, never leave me. <laughs> Running out of options? BS. I got Jeremy. What do you have? <laughs> uh, it's the Paul Gallant Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. By the way, I'm pretty thrilled about the pitch clock. It's going to stay exactly as is. But if you're a ball boy or a ball girl, you got to pick up the pace. Good. This participation trophy generation. Oh, I'm a back boy. I'm a back girl. I, I don't, I'm just here. I'm just here to do my job. No, you do it quickly. It is now, like, at that point, is now officially, like, kind of funny. That they're like, and by the, like, we got all the players. All right, chop, chop. You two, you kids. Hey, chop, kids. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Okay. You know, it's like an onion headline of, like, MLB <laughs> focusing on the bat boys to speed up game. They should. They should, though. Look, the pendulum swings. It used to be, you know, this TikTok generation busting on God for real. They don't know what it's like to work hard for a day's living. You know, they don't understand. But now, Rob Manfred, great commissioner, he understands that to win the culture war, we need to set examples for child labor. Do we need more of it? I don't know. Maybe. Get off TikTok and get Martin Maldonado's bat back to the dugout. Yeah. 
look, I just saw an episode of South Park where Butters, who's eight years old, is 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 working at a hot dog stand. It, 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 I, I, it's it's an idea, okay? And and the baseball bat boys and bat girls or bat theys, they need to be quick. Pick up the pace, okay? This sport needs to go quicker for me and the 162 games that I have to watch this year. I'm excited by the early results. And it falls on the responsibility of 12-year-olds. Yes. So, okay. It's not the players who are going to step out of the box anyway. It's not the pitchers who are going to take forever anyway. Nope, it's all about the kids. Do they get paid? Probably not. Okay. Because it's illegal to pay them. Because <laughs> of child labor Okay, okay Rob Manfred. <laughs> no, but am I, am I wrong? We would pay you, but... I bet uh. they can't pay him. I bet it's like... A, it's, it's, but do you get to write that on your resume for your first job? I was a bat boy. Hmm. Do your parents get to collect all the royalties for that? I actually don't know how it works. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, now. no, you can totally pay kids because... Kid actors are <laughs> get paid. They're not like, oh. I guess so. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Brand. You did it all for, yeah. for pub. <laughs> he was getting paid $0 as the king of uh, the realm. 100%. And also, everyone was going to rebel. Uh, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, but uh, Bran, Bran sits on the Iron Throne at the end. Bran. This, this is the first... <laughs> headline that i saw okay never mind this What's this that? one's more likely the first one i saw was uh they can earn up to 80 uh $86,000 per year there, yeah no way that's true cuz i would quit and be a ball boy today yeah uh that sounds amazing i'm it out looks like too it's, it's around 9 or 10 dollars an hour which is exactly okay. what i thought it was i, I cuz i was about to say like could i come off as a child I saw a video that went viral. It's from a couple of years ago, but I saw it yesterday again where there's this uh, small fellow who dresses up wearing like a parka and it's covering his face. And you just see a child essentially being literally thrown off of a school bus and everyone overreacts it's like, whoa, he's just a kid. And then he gets up from the ground and you can see like, oh, yeah, this is like a 35 year old short man. That's child-sized. And wait, everyone's like, oh, what? Wait. maybe we shouldn't have gotten mad at the bus driver who just threw him on the streets because he was trying to get on a bus, even though he's an adult. Oh, oh, I thought this was like a prank. Maybe it was. I don't know. Okay. I thought it was like a prank. I, I honestly did not really follow other than a short guy got thrown away. See, that, that makes sense. This is, this is what happens as the show progresses. We get a little punchy. D'Amico Ryans, he's the head coach of the Houston Texans, and people are very curious as to what he's looking for in the next quarterback of the team, specifically in the draft. It does sound like Bryce Young is the guy based off of this. Where Ryan's, who said that he values experience and prospects, and said like that's that's what I'm looking for in my quarterbacks to leadership. Here's what he had to say when asked about Bryce Young's height at the NFL owners meetings this weekend. Guys, done it at the highest level in college football, and it doesn't seem to be size hasn't seemed to be a problem. So you know, I don't see it as a as an issue because I you watch the tape. And you put on the tape and you see the kid play and you see you know how smart he is you see the anticipation you see the accuracy you see you know how this guy is calm in critical moments so when you see those things you know size isn't one of the factors that pop up on tape it's like oh man it's a problem so you know again you just look at the track record see what he's done in the SEC highest level college football he's been successful 
and I think he'll be successful in the NFL as well. So you hear all those things. Here's something to wonder about with D'Amico Ryans and Bryce Young. So D'Amico Ryans went to Alabama. Bryce Young went to Alabama. Could it be as simple as that? If D'Amico Ryans ever watches college football, and I imagine if you're an assistant coach, you get some downtime. Maybe you got it on a side television. I feel like D'Amico Ryans, while with the San Francisco 49ers, surely got his fair share of Bryce Young. Is that possibly a factor as to why, I don't know, the Houston Texans might be interested in him? Things to keep in mind. Anyway, it's the Paul Gallant Show, the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. 713-780-3776 to call in to text in as well. Coming up next, number one, sports media is under attack. And is Louisiana better at drinking than Texas? All of that next to wrap things up. It's the Paul Gallant Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. This is the Paul Gallant Show on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Paul Gallant. The most interactive sports talk show in Houston, 713-780-3776 to call to text. I know that a lot of you people think that we of the liberal media are a bunch of elitists, Jerks who look down upon the people who listen to us, watch us, and read us. And maybe you have a point. Maybe. But guys, we're under attack to the point where I feared for my life. Because, you know... An attack on ESPN is an attack on all of us. All of us. Right, Sean, from ESPN, I don't know, Paducah, Iowa, to ESPN, Bakersfield, to insert ESPN station. When something happens, we are a family, we're a team, we feel it. We're sort of like the fungus in the new television show, The Last of Us. We're just like one sentient being that covers the entirety of the country. And we're under attack. And again, I'm scared for my life. Here's why. Dennis Hernandez, the brother of Aaron Hernandez was arrested last week after throwing a brick at ESPN's headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. This is an attack upon journalism, the highest bastion of journalism in America. Did you not just see what was on SportsCenter this morning? Mike McCarthy audio talking about Ezekiel Elliott. And Odell Beckham Jr., that's only been going on for three weeks. Or 
a conversation about who's MVP, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and a conversation that somehow drifted into turning about who's better between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. We are the people who set the agenda for the United States of America at ESPN on what matters in sports, and we were assaulted. This brick had a note, quote, to all media outlets, it's about time you all, oh, no, did he, oh, no, he spelled this wrong. Yeah, I was oh, waiting to no. get to that part. Oh, no, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, it was the second sentence of your manifesto. It's about time you all, he pronounced, excuse me, he spelled realize real eyes. Like R-E-A-L-I-Y-E-S. Dennis. Realize, realize, realize. Dennis, you should have proofread it before. It's about time you all realize the effect. Oh, you got that one wrong, too. Media has on all family members. Since you're a worldwide leader, maybe you could lead how media and messages are delivered brick by brick. You know what? He made up for yeah, it. Yeah. Good job. Clean it up. Be better. Oh, no. Clean it up. The note, you should have dropped a be better. <laughs> be better would have been better. Yes. He. The note was signed. Yours truly, Dennis J. Hernandez. So ESPN told police an Uber arrived at one of the company's gates. After it was turned away, a passenger emerged, threw something onto the ground, and then got back in the car and left. Wait, so he didn't even throw it at the building? And he got arrested for this? Hernandez was arrested for misdemeanor breach of the peace. He didn't even get on the campus. Yeah, this is a uh, classic media. They said that he allegedly threw a brick at ESPN's headquarters. It sounds like he just put it on the ground. Yes, he did, and it had a note. He didn't throw it through a window. That's what, When you say they throw a brick at a building, I think through a window. I feared for my life when I saw this until I found out the yeah. facts. Until you realized the right. facts. Like other people who may or may not have feared for their life during things that were very blown uh, up. You know, some people feared for their life even though they were nowhere near the thing that happened. And you know what I'm talking about here. But I feared for my life here because we are all one family. But at the same time, I mean, the brick didn't even break a window. The brick didn't even break a window. Come on, ESPN. This is soft. And and of course, now it becomes part of the sports cycle. How was this not debated on Speak for Your Pizza? Should he have been arrested? Stephen A. Smith's like, it is ridiculous. It is outrageous that a man can't throw a brick at a building anymore. And then you got Mad Dog Russo on the other side. You got to send him to jail. You got to send him to jail, Stephen. You got to kill him. Gotta hang up. You know what's better than a brick? A stone tablet. That's what's better than a brick. <laughs> it's time for garbage time. Oh, I love trash. Garbage time. It's garbage. Starts now. <laughs> I'm the trash man. This is garbage. Is Louisiana better at drinking than Texas? Serious question. I don't know. I love Louisianans. They're fun. LSU student Bryce Tilota is in hot water after a heist at Tiger Stadium. What did he steal? Simple burglary he was charged with Sunday morning after stealing $1,500 worth of beer from Tiger Stadium. They have $1,500 worth of beer at Tiger Stadium? Oh, what is that? A six-pack? 
at these at these football games. <laughs> yeah. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Those prices, Sean. I don't know what it costs at Tiger Stadium. I imagine it's a little bit cheaper, but let's be honest. It's not like Tiger fans are known for drinking in the stadium because those games take place at night how many of them even make it inside the stadium another great question paul i guess you could get 75 cases of bud light for 1500 dollars. nice reporting done by this outkick the coverage article the crew checked the beer loaded it into a black pickup truck and took off but there were cameras all over the place the license plate it was tracked and the truck was quickly traced to Spruce Hall. Oh, man. So they just brought it on campus, this, too. This wasn't exactly Ocean's Eleven no, here. <laughs> no, it was not. This was, listen, you got to have, like, just some fake license plates yeah, lying around. The, That's all you had to do. Who doesn't have, just use your fake license plate. I have I have decorative license plates. <laughs> you could have used that. I don't know. Oh, as we continue to go through garbage time, in the least surprising news ever. Remember Chief Soholic, the Chiefs fan who dresses like the Chiefs mascot and robs banks? Love that guy. Yeah. So he was granted bail before the Super Bowl. How? I don't know. In the least surprising news ever, he removed his ankle monitor, did not show up to court. So now there is a $1 million bond issued to bring him in. I got to say, I kind of want to be Dog the Bounty Hunter right now. $1 million, million dollars? to bring in this loser? Yeah. So he, so he's been in, he's robbed banks uh, with a gun, I'm assuming, before. Uh. Do you think he would defend himself? Like, if the, if the law was coming after him, do you think he would defend himself by shooting back? I don't know. I, 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 I mean... Here's the other thing, too. I don't know what he looks like. But I just, we're not the law, you see? We're yeah. bounty hunters. We, op- we operate outside the law. That's, and I'm already true. saying that we are bounty hunters. Yeah. Do we need to, like... We just we, bring zip ties. Let's bring Dog the Bounty Hunter along. We'll say, hey, hey, we found this first, okay? Yeah, though it's, a national, it's a news national news story. <laughs> but you do the whole thing. We'll just watch. And we, we we'll give you 10%. How about that? Uh, the chief superfan who, uh, who was accused of robbing a, a bank... Now has a $1 million bond warrant. Blah, 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 blah. Xavier Babudar was due in court. He failed to show up. He removed that ankle monitor. The DA's office said they plan to file a felony charge of removing an electronic monitoring device. Look, I, I got to say this, and he, and he robbed the bank with a gun. I got to say this, and, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't give bail to people who are robbing banks with guns. Because and Wild guess, they might go on the run. And they seemingly, Sean, granted him bail because he wanted to watch the Super Bowl. Yes, which that's is, the funniest part. Which is just such pushover behavior. I mean, my goodness. You want to know why, you know, our, our country is failing? It's because, it's because of this. This is like a pushover parent. Imagine you're that judge. The guy is a super fan who travels from town to town, and he robs banks along the way. Some conspiracy theorists believe that he is perhaps responsible for other robberies that took place when the Chiefs were in town across the United States. I don't know how much of that is true. All I know is, who is surprised that the guy went on the lam? No one. Yeah, I, I mean, his whole thing is that how much he travels. <laughs> That's his whole, that's his M.O. is that he travels a lot and commits crime. Right. Like, what did you think? Also, you can just take off, well, obviously, you can take off an ankle monitor. But I figured that 
once you take it off, like, they get a ping that, like, hey, this is no longer attached to a leg, and then they can come, like, scoop him up. Mm-hmm. But they just wait until his court date and like, oh, I guess so. Where is he? He's running late. I guess traffic in Tulsa County was really crazy today. So I mean, he probably was under house arrest and probably just you know left it there. Was so, he under house arrest? I, I, I mean, did he get to go to the Super Bowl? I think it's the only reason you get an ankle monitor is if you're under house arrest. I think you got to watch it on television. I think that was the thing. You just wheel in a TV in prison. That's like, what I would like think it's too. Like a substitute teacher. But maybe they're not allowed to watch the the Super Bowl in jail. I don't know. That that if if they're not allowed to watch the Super, that's the prison reform. I can get behind. <laughs> uh, text Give, in. Let these guys watch the Super Bowl. Come on. I have some unfortunate news. Oh, uh, no. Dog the Bounty Hunter passed away. R.I.P. I didn't know. I didn't know. Did he really? I, yeah. I completely missed that. Lou Carnesecchia, still alive. We found that out last week because we said, oh, he must be rolling over in his grave now that Rick Pitino's been hired. Nope, he's not. Actually, he loves that they hired Rick Pitino and Dog the Bounty Hunter. I, uh, I guess passed away. No, he's not. He's still alive. Uh, well, I believe fake news. Listen, yeah, guys. I, I just looked him up, and he's <laughs> it's Listen. 70 years old. And this is how you land the plane beautifully after a little vacation. I hey, think his everybody. wife died. That's it. It was Beth. Yes. <laughs> I think. And now, you know what? Let's just <laughs> let's just keep being wrong about Dog the Bounty Hunter and, and take off time from the Killer Bees. This has time. been the Paul Galant Show. Big thanks to Sean Mapes behind the glass. Big thanks to our texters, our always toxic Twitch, and our tweeters. I am merely Paul Galant. So long. <laughs> Farewell. Have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday. Killer Bees are up next. Peace. Pray for Victor. <laughs> ESPN 97.